I'm Charlie Watson. I'm 18. Today, actually. Is the Beetle for sale? Cures, kid. Happy birthday. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we are discussing Bumblebee. Directed by Travis Knight. Written by Christina Hudson. Travis Knight, if you've ever heard of Travis Knight, is the son of Phil Knight, creator and founder of co-founder of uh, Nike. Um, Travis Knight, former hip hop star ish, or tried to be a hip hop star. Then he went into animation. I believe he directed Kubo in the Two Strings, which uh, did really well. And he also did the Box Trolls. And uh, let me see, he was producer on the Box Trolls. Sorry. And he, yeah. So his second movie is Bumblebee, and I, I, um, I'm, I'm quite impressed for his second directorial debut. Um, I would say Travis has um has some chops he definitely has some chops um but this movie is let's see we've had three movies with the transformers with shia labeouf we have one with mark Wahlberg, and i believe this makes number five bumblebee bumblebee is kind of like the prequel to the 2007 Transformers with Shia LaBeouf. Um, <clears throat> the the weird thing is, it's a prequel in the same way Solo is a prequel to Star Wars for uh, Han Solo, but this feels so much more, I guess, natural in a way. Um. Let's hop on the synopsis real quick, and I can give you a little bit more information about this movie. On the run in the year 1987, Bumblebee finds refuge in a junkyard in a small Californian beach town. Charlie, on the cusp of turning 18 and in turn, trying to find her place in the world, discovers Bumblebee, battle-scarred and broken. So, um... The whole thing about Bumblebee is, is it going to work without the rest of the Transformers? I mean, I guess everybody is very aware of the original Transformers 2007, if you're even remotely interested, and if you've heard of any Transformers, even in the 80s. They 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 started in the 80s with the Transformer uh, um, animations, um animation show and uh they were they were pretty good i honestly have not seen tons and tons of footage of the 87 transformers but michael bay tried to recreate that in the 2007 version and it became much more of a uh a michael bay flick than so much of a transformers flick i know i am uh a fan of the original Transformer 2007 one with Shia LaBeouf. I think that one's kind of fun. It's um, it's different. It's got the 
same specs that many Spielbergian movies have, you know, the kind of whimsy, but also adventure and um, that type of thing in action. Um, but it also was veering on a little bit too, uh, you know, too sexy, just a little bit too racist on the robots and a couple of other, you know, aspects that people don't like Michael Bay to do um, that he generally harkens on a lot in most of his movies. So he continuously, well, I, I think quite honestly, the second Transformers is the worst. It's, it's the most, it's the, the, the least coherent movie of the four, give or take the fourth one. I, I honestly haven't seen the four, the, the entire fourth one, which I do hear is pretty bad as well. I enjoyed number three, The Dark Side of the Moon, um, but I just still do not think it was as good as number one. Um, and then number four with uh, Mark Wahlberg as Cade Yeager, whatever the fuck, um, and Dino Bots or whatever. It was just ridiculous. So I think having this reset button, relatively quote-unquote reset button, um, on the franchise is a good thing. The the thing about the Bumblebee movie is it's very family-oriented, is what I would say. It's very family-friendly, very family-safe. Um, Michael Bay was everything except that, is in, in my opinion. I remember seeing a couple of the Transformers movies with family, and I was like, this is not exactly a family movie. This Bumblebee definitely is it's it's a family it's it, it feels more like family oriented in the way it's structured in the narrative of uh, how charlie is approached um she does the the acting in it is relatively standard for what you would look for in this kind of movie it uh, i really enjoyed Haley steinfeld's um performance um we have What's his face? Michael, uh, Michael, no, it's, uh, John Cena, um, as Agent Burns, and, uh, George Lindenborg Jr. as Memo, um, he was, he was okay, in my opinion, but, um, I'd say the biggest thing about this, um, movie that feels tonally different from all the other Transformers is definitely the script and the narrative and the way they're approaching the bond between Charlie and Bumblebee. Um, I think the bond between the two, um, the two really do work. Um, Charlie has these big old eyes that are, you know, just you, you get lost in them when the cameras just panning closer to him and then you're getting lost in Bumblebee's eyes as well. And so it's just a little cute little affair of them having like, um, getting to know each other and that type of thing. It's more like, you know, when you're finding like a, a lost puppy or something like that and you're, you know, training it kind of thing. That's what it kind of turns into with Bumblebee. I'd say the biggest thing about this movie that doesn't keep it with the same consistency as the rest of them and it might be trying to go in a different direction but it's how the robots are relatively acting i mean the decepticons relatively the same in my opinion the autobots like bumblebee 
they're kind of dumb. They're, they, they, he's just, he's not acting like a real robot, in my opinion. I guess he's more acting like, uh, closer to like the Iron Giant or something like that. Um, there's scenes taken directly straight from, and st- straight from Iron Giant and other movies that are in this same realm. Um, we can talk a little bit more in spoilers about those, but I was just, um, I was having fun with the movie. I do think the movie is a tad long at two hours. I think it was probably a bad idea to release this in Christmas, uh, you know, the, the, the jam, the jam packed Christmas, uh, calendar. This definitely felt like a summer movie, but they just couldn't fit it in. I don't know the summer for some reason. I don't know. I don't even know why not make it a fall movie, but, um, it definitely felt like it shouldn't have been a Christmas movie, in my opinion. Um, just the, I guess the color palette looks more like it's, it should be a, a, a summer film. Um, the dynamics between um, the characters are just kind of substandard, in my opinion. You know, they are, you know, by the numbers, uh, you know, you have the... the moody teenager you know mom dad mom and stepdad don't understand me and the annoying younger brother that kind of thing it just is feels kind of tropey in the way that it's it's created and um i guess it's been compared to as a modern day take on an 80s movie and it really does feel um engulfed in the 80s in the way it's done but there's so many scenes that take place in the woods or take place in isolated places that don't necessarily change over 20 to 30 years, um, that it doesn't always feel like an 80s movie. And I guess it's um, sort of timeless in that way, except for the fact that they're really trying to make a period piece with the music and all that taking place all in the music, taking place all in the 80s. The music all taking place in the 80s, sorry. Um, But yeah, the action is... I'd say more coherent than not. I would say it's about on par with the first Transformers, if not a little bit better. Um, they kind of used real, what I noticed is like real blocking, like uh, boxing uh, is what I'd say. You know, when they have the camera kind of over the shoulder of a boxer when we're in the ring with them on some of those types of movies. That's So we can see the shoulders in the outline of the robots and the bots so that we can see if they're punching or if they're kicking or it it seems that Travis Knight can he my guess is that he can make small models or a digital model of the movie so that he can determine where everyone's going to be in proximity and look in scale and location um so yeah and once again I think that I don't, I, I, one, okay, so there's, I think there's three formulas, three main things that are making this movie work in the most positive direction. Um, one, Travis is not, Travis Knight's direction, um, very good, and it's good at recreating that 80s feel. Number two would be removing Michael Bay from the director's chair. Remove, remove the ridiculous explosions. Remove all the the unnecessarily uh, sexy cam 
angles on on the women and just it just made everyone kind of gross out at, at, at times and just unnecessary and then number three was they really harkened back to the um relationship and bond between the man and machine kind of thing and uh i think that they they did a great job recreating the you know the mystical bond between man and machine that uh uh, Bernie Mac recited in the, I think, the 2007 version when he was talking to uh, Shia LaBeouf. Um, my complaints with this movie would be that they are way, everybody is way too casual about having um, robots on on Earth. I mean, technically they're aliens, but they're they're like robots that have human features and stuff like that, and sort of sort of human features you know like they talk like humans and they talk in english and like in my opinion i don't think any of these transformers should be talking at all they should all be um wirelessly sending each other information and you know I, they should all be on the level of like terminator or something like that be, having percentages show up um on over the mask when we're looking at first person i'm pretty sure we did see like first person pov with uh bumblebee in this but um like i i personally have some gripes but i'm willing to you know put that to the side to for the sake of believing in the movie and whatnot because i don't think fundamentally having transformers that don't have human features are going to be interesting to kids and you, it's going to be much more difficult to sell um toys and that's ultimately what it's about so i'm willing to let that slide but i do remember in like michael bay's transformers that they they were able to communicate over like a wireless um system or something like that and they were everybody knew all the decepticons knew you know what the plan was and uh i don't know sometimes it just bothers me the the technicals and logistics of the tech but um besides that i do think people were a little bit too just like casual about like the fact that there's aliens on on earth i i i'm I'm just not really sure if people really would act like that so let me see anything else i really like the music choices they're they're kind of less um popular 80s music that you would have guessed i mean there's so many 80s themed um digital media uh things coming out like you know you got stranger things you got radio player one you got you got you got this um 80s is a big topic um bandersnatch was uh, like uk 80s you know new 80s um so 80s is is very popular these days um let me see anything else acting i i wasn't too fond about the side guy memo um and it's not necessarily his fault it's just they didn't have tons for him to do and uh a lot of the people in this movie kind of feel more or less like stereotypes and it's just so that we can have the rest of the Bumblebee and Charlie story kind of flesh out. And it's weird because the way it's laid out, I just don't, it feel, it, it, it personally, it felt like a long movie to me and it was under two hours. I, I don't really know why. Um, I, I, I guess it was just the, something about the pacing just was kind of dragging its feet for me a little bit. So um yeah and uh there's a lot of slapstick humor in this like um 
the last two movies I felt like well with the exception the last two Shia LaBeouf movies two and three were not as slapsticky as if I remember I do remember two was kind of ridiculous um three I don't remember as much ridiculousness um it's so hard for me not to compare the 2007 version to this I mean they're not rep uh, replicating each other it's not being replicated um but um, Shia LaBeouf's reaction is very, um, I, uh, it's notable. It, I think that he did a great d job selling um, the fact that, you know, holy shit, there's, you know, robots here um, and my car is a robot um, versus Charlie was so accepting that there was a, her car turned to a robot just just like that and it's not like she wasn't freaking out or anything like that but uh and i think her acting's uh, you know amazing but um i don't know something about just it it seems within like 48 hours she's hanging out with bumblebee giving him a name and whatever else it just feels very fast and i know probably um uh, the Transformers 2007 felt like that. I haven't watched it recently, um, but if I do remember, the, I just remember saying, I guess Shia LaBeouf just plays crazy so well, um, and Haley Steinfeld is so grounded. It's such a, uh, a jarring experience uh, comparing the two. I both think they did an excellent job, um, but they give different performances with saying that. Um Let's see, um, the action I thought was, was pretty good, pretty good. Um, I don't remember as much like transforming in and out of action scenes. I guess I do remember like a lot of slow-mo here and there for um, some of the action in 2 and 3. Um, I'm just skipping 4. I said fuck 4, <laughs> The Age of Extinction. I, that shit was so terrible. I tried to watch like the first half of it. I haven't been able to, to finish it yet, so maybe stay tuned for late screening of that but i don't know if i could ever get through that again it was just so ridiculous and just not not great and ro racist robots and cameras up the asses of the actors and shit like that it was just ridiculous um let me see for the bumblebee movie it's you know i'm, I'm giving it a seven out of ten and that's strictly because I feel like the majority of the side cast, the co-stars are only halfway fleshed out. They mostly just have one or two things about them. Um, uh, and there's th some plot, there's, there feels like plot details that are unresolved by the end of this. And so I can't really um, go into detail much further than that. But um, yeah, so... Let's hop into spoilers. Thank you for listening. Lucky Dog Podcast. Rate, share, subscribe. You know what to do. Thank you for listening. Let's hop into spoilers. Spoilers for Bumblebee. Alright, now. So, spoilers for Bumblebee. There's not really too much to spoil, considering this is a prelude um, of a story to the 2007 Transformers. Um... We, we find out, you know, how he turns into the Camaro. We find out um, why Charlie's got emotional... She's she's overly emotional, and it's mostly because she's not over her father, who had a heart attack, and um, her mother has already... Uh, 
moved on. Um, and Charlie really has uh, an uh, an interest in cars because of her father, and she thinks that if she can start get the get cars get her car to start she can bring her father back kind of so to speak and so that's why she's always working on cars um so uh it, it's a it's a good uh little story i'm i'm not so thrilled about having um a dead parent or a dead somebody as a way to as shorthand way for you to feel sorry for somebody or just like that's why they're mopey or that's why they're this and it's like i i you know i i can see it and it's because she is a great actress and because the story has to go along i just feel like um it's unresolved ultimately at the end and uh yeah that that was a big gripe for me they had a weird relationship with the neighbor boy. Clearly, she works with the with the guy, and the guy is interested in her numerous times, and she's kind of giving him like side pecks on the cheek and here and there, but like ultimately they end up holding hands by the end of the movie. It's just, like awkward as hell and it's just like kind of like i don't they didn't know what to do with them they didn't know how far they wanted to push them and there's a weird scene in the middle with him having to take his shirt off and she was driving the car with it around her eyes why did she need to have his shirt for that i didn't understand that and i was like what the fuck and um another thing were the the bullies in this the bullies were straight out of like 80s like cobra kai 80s um type bullies they're like making fun of your dead family member and laughing in your face about it like that's a that is grounds for an ass whooping i think or something like that i mean it is just like something charlie should have done something right then and there if bumblebee should should have transformed her ass right off the cliff but um <laughs> the uh the <laughs> the uh result of what happens with bumblebee and everything is is hilarious um him stomping all over her car is pretty hilarious. I thought that was honestly going to come back to something. Um, I wish that the bullies weren't involved in the movie. Or they just were not, you know, stereotypical bullies. Movie bullies. Um, uh, the stepfather was kind of ridiculous. I understand that he was trying to, you know, be Mr. Positive. But he was overstepping his bounds. Like way 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 far and i was just i totally understood why charlie was not feeling this guy i mean if this if this guy's giving judging her by the way she looks when she wakes up saying she needs to smile more often by with these books like it's totally okay to say these things but you're talking to a teenager man you got your head up your ass or something i don't know i, I was just like i didn't like the 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 stepfather uh role that they gave this guy he just he, he he's mr try hard but almost too hard it was just like oh my goodness too much so um anything else on this i really did like the score that wasn't you know the uh the uh it was kind of like a simp right? but um that wasn't on the soundtrack 
Let me see anything else. Um, I'm def I'm I'm willing to go check out Kubo and the Two Strings. You know that that's something I really want to check out now. Um, yeah, and I'll say I <laughs> I just finished Vice, and I gotta say I totally watch Bumblebee over Vice again. <laughs> but uh, that was another one. That, that that's that that's the mini review for the <laughs> for Vice. Um, but yes. So for uh, other podcasts we have coming out, we have tons of other podcasts, um, TV, movies, games. We review just random shit sometimes. You know, just, you know, just check it out, check it out. Um, a couple things we have that are popular um, coming out: mid nineties, minding the gap, blind spotting, the favorite, happy, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, Bird Box. Roma, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, that was so good. Um, American Vandal on Netflix, Daredevil on Netflix, Overlord, Fortnite, and tons of other podcasting, listening for your listening pleasure. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. If we can improve on anything, please Write us at theluckydogpodcast at gmail.com. Rate, share, subscribe. Help us grow. Help us expand the podcast, expand the reach so people can hear um, our reviews and, you know, things that you want to hear. Let us know. Five stars on iTunes. You know what to do. If you're not digging what we're doing, what we're saying, what the feedback... Let us know. Give us some feedback at the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. And take it easy. Bumblebee, there is only one way to end this war. You must protect Earth and its people. Take it down!